Can I tell you? That every time I've ever asked the Lord, look, WB, he says, right there, son, right there's a problem. And then it's balls in my court. I can choose to do nothing about it. I can say, that's too painful. I can't do that. My flesh says, oh, no, no way. Oh, boy. That, I can't do that. The Lord says, until you do that, you're stuck. You know, Bobby, for, for five or six years, um, I, I shudder to even... I shudder to even say what I'm about to say. For five or six years, um, I, I I don't want to get into all the story. One of my heroes got caught in a mess, and it, it, it took the wind out of my sails. And I'll just be honest with you how Bradley thought. I thought, I'm going to go start me a career. I'll preach a little, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work for the sheriff, and I'm going to climb the ladder, and I might work for somebody else. And for five or six years, I coasted in life. And Jason, I look back on that now, and I think, man, I wish I wished I'd have done all that different. Because I just phoned it in. I sh- I, Saturday night, I, I'd get in my Bible and try to hunt something to preach, and Sunday morning, I'd show up on the hill to preach, and it was a, it was a wonder God did anything during those years. Because I was just totally phoning it in. I had no prayer life. I had very little of a study life. Something happened about the time the youth rally, the first youth rally hit. And when it did, God showed up with the fan in my life. And when he went to blowing, Brother Marvin, he blowed most of me away. (laughs) And I thought, well, I'm saved, but that's about it at this point. I'm saved, but... You've blowed pretty much everything else out of my life, Lord. And so I, I worked another couple of years for the sheriff, but during that time, I, about all I wanted to do was preach and pray and watch preaching videos. I wasn't very interested in arresting bad guys or anything else. I, 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 just, had, I just had to, and God just was blowing on my life, and then he started to use me. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm preaching to somebody. Five years, I preached out zero times. Five years, I preached outside of the four walls of that building on that hill zero times. But Brother Colton, when God showed up with the fan, started blowing it away. And I started getting my life straightened out with God. You know what God started doing? And I still, I ain't ain't trying to brag on Bradley. Because I'm still as sorry as they come. I'm telling you, and I ain't just saying that. That's not false humility. I'm telling you, I know me. I'm, I'm terrible. But the God of glory started using. But it wasn't until the man with the fan showed up. And you know what he asked me to do? He asked me to do hard things. He asked me to quit a good career. He asked me to get my life straightened up on things I listened to. A thousand times, Kevin, a thousand times. <laughs> Back during the days of CDs. I'm just preaching now. God's helping me. 
Back during the days of CDs, a thousand different times, I'd fill up them books full of country music CDs. I loved it. Son, I mean, Merle, Waylon, Johnny Cash, Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. I was your man. They ain't no telling how many, how much money I've spent on throwing that night, throwing that junk away. I'd fill up a book, and God'd say, "Can't use you," and you filling yourself up with the world. I'd throw it away. Then I'd get back on it. You say that's a little thing. No such thing as a little thing. But when God got to dealing with my heart about what I listened to and the things I allowed in my life, the man with the fan showed up. When I started getting things right, and I still don't do right, I ain't saying I'm perfect, but when I started making an effort, see, God don't, don't, God don't want you to be perfect. He just wants to see that you're tried. If you'll just say, I, Lord, I'm tried. I, I'm still in a mess. I still don't have it all right, but I'm trying. I, I want to move in the right direction. Paul said it this morning in Philippians 3. He said that I'd follow after. He said I just want to start in that direction that I might, uh, that I might ascertain or might touch and might apprehend. The man with a fan shows up and he says, that's got to go and that's got to go and that's got to go. And when you ever get to the place where you go, that's too bad, that hurts too much, I can't do it. You know what God will do? He'll just let you stay where you're at. And every time you circle back around and say, Lord, I want to go, I want to go forward. I'm preaching to somebody. You say, I want to go forward. God will say, all right, deal with that. And you say, that hurts too much. You know what I'm learning? You know what I'm learning? Is when I mess up and I mess up, buddy. And God said, you better deal with that. And I said, God, that's going to hurt. But you know what I'm learning, Brother Neil? I'm learning, boy, hurt or not, I better go deal with it because this is as far as I'm going. This is as far as I'm going unless I deal with this right here. I'll never get past it. Some of you, while I'm preaching right now, there's something that keeps popping up in your mind. It's like I'm talking directly to you. That thing keeps coming back. God keeps saying, you know where you, you, know where you left it. You know what the problem is. You know why you can't go forward. You know what that is? That's the man with the fan showing up in your life and blowing away the chaff and saying, right here is the problem. I'll mention one last thing. I'm going to give an altar call. We need a man with a fan to show up in the area of salvation. We need the man with a fan to show up in the area of sanctification. But then let me say this thirdly, and I'm going to be done. We need the man with a fan to show up in the area of our situations. You know, it's easy for me to tell you all the reasons I'm right. Oh, I can list them for you. I'll write them down. I'll give you a copy. Every situation that comes up, I've got a plan. I know what I need to do. But sometimes the situations of life throw me for a curve. Sometimes the rug gets jerked out from under me. And sometimes I end up, Brother Neil, laying right flat on my back looking up. And when I do that, i got one or two decisions to make. I can blame everybody around me. I can blame God. Or I can say, Lord, fan me. Let's see if this might be my fault. Let's see if I might be responsible 
Fan me a little, Lord. Fan me. You know what the enemy becomes in a situation like that? The enemy becomes the truth. It becomes the truth. Everybody needs in their life, and I don't, I hope he watches this because he'll get a chuckle out of it. Everybody needs in their life a, a bear dog of a friend like Todd McKinn. Todd will hurt your feelings and walk across the road to hurt them. And then when he's walking off, he's like, see y'all later. He does not care. I've never, I mean, he, he, he literally, to me, if I think I've hurt somebody's feelings, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, Todd's like, did I hurt your feelings? Good. I'm going to hurt them a second time. Watch this. You think I hurt them this last time? Somebody hold my hat. I'm, I'm fixing to really hurt them right here. He's my, maybe my best friend. I don't know, but he, uh, he helps me. He says his mission in life is to keep me humble. He's good at it. Sometimes he says things that hurts me. I remember, and he may not even remember saying it. I remember when I was first getting to know him and he was finding out about my career and getting to be friends with me. Of course, we didn't really get good friends until the uh, the first youth rally. But when he was just first getting to know me, he kept saying, I don't see how you can work in law enforcement and be an effective preacher. I think, what a thing to say to somebody. Is that, is that really what we want? He said, I don't, I don't see how you could do that. I said, well, you know, okay. He'd say, uh, he'd say, are you sure you're where God wants you? I'd say, yeah, shut up about it. <laughs> I don't hear that mess. That's your mouth. It got to where I didn't like to hear it. But you know what he's doing? He's just telling me the truth. Some people don't like the truth. (laughs) The truth. You know what Paul said? He said, have I become your enemy? Because I told you the truth. And so, I got to hearing that so much. And I was like, finally I looked at myself in the mirror. And I said, Lord, could that be the, oh, it is the truth. What is the little song we sing? Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Not my father, not my mother, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. I didn't think this message was too rough, but people's been leaving. But maybe, maybe it's too rough for some. I'm just trying to say to you this. There's some of you, when you look deep down inside, you go, you know what? I need some help on this. The man with the fan shows up and he's like, you're lacking in this area and you're lacking in that area and why not deal with it? Would you be more comfortable just putting it off another Sunday and tonight as you're laying in the bed, the Holy Spirit saying, you know I sent you a message today and I I blew on your life. Why didn't you deal with that? Would you be more comfortable, some of you, would you be more comfortable going to hell? And throughout eternity saying, I could have dealt with it that day. The Holy Spirit blew on my life and I realized I'm lost and I I need to be saved. Why didn't I deal with it that day? Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Whatever it is in your life, God said, that's it right there. You're not going any farther. You deal with that. 
Can I tell you something? There's something about an altar. God has given us an opportunity to bow in an altar and say, Lord, that's me. Some of you preachers, you might want to say, Lord, I want to be used. And you're blowing on me and there's some chaff blowing away and there's some things that's making me unusable. But I want to be used. And so I'm going to get in that altar and I'm going to volunteer and I'm going to get things right. And I'm going to straighten out whatever I've got to straighten out. Because I want the holy God of heaven to use me in my life and to do something with. Maybe some of you teenagers say, oh, there's things in my life and the Holy Spirit's blowing on it. I'm gossiping too much. I'm talking and backbiting too much. I'm listening to the wrong things. I'm watching the wrong things. Maybe some of you Sunday school teachers say, boy, I've been teaching, but it's just something I'm reading off the internet. I don't really have a burden. I need to get God in that thing. I need God to stir me again. And he's blowing the fan on it and there's an opportunity to bow in this altar say Lord you spoke to me today I want to get things right between me and you let's stand at our feet Father thank you Lord for helping us to preach this morning thank you Lord for your goodness and your grace and your mercy Lord as the man with the fan shows up and begins to blow Lord, in my life, you've been blowing with that fan this week and uncovering things in my life. God, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'd help us to live a life worthy of the vocation of which we've been called. I pray for everyone around this building this morning, folks gathering in this altar for prayer. Lord, you've got a desire to use their lives. God, I pray that you'd make some spiritual Sunday school teachers and some spiritual teenagers and some spiritual uh, deacons and some spiritual song leaders and some spiritual piano players and some spiritual welcome folks and security team members all across this church. God, I pray for these preacher boys. Lord, I pray that you'd blow that wind on their lives and Lord, help them, God, to have their lives straight with you. Do that now as only you can, and we'll thank you for it. These folks are.